If you are listening in today, my guess is that you are in the early stages of a burnout and you're trying to understand what is happening to you. You're likely asking yourself the most basic question. How do I recover from professional burnout and get back to being myself again? If you're anything like me, I was so desperate to recover and become well. And while I did seek out that uh, immediate medical support, after my appointments, I was on the internet looking for something, anything that I could do. And Dr. Google became an important resource for me. Unfortunately, the information on burnout on the internet is, I didn't find it really all that helpful. But, you know, let me tell you what some of those early Google searches were telling me to do to recover from burnout. Every time I visited something uh, on a page, I was either looking at a really complex, medicalized, clinical view on burnout, which really didn't offer any recovery plan or it was some kind of a non-medicalized thing that appeared to be an incomplete understanding of how real burnout recovery actually happens. I have to say there was a lot of advice on doing yoga, deep breathing, and getting exercise. And I found myself thinking, oh my God, yoga cannot be the answer. And you know what? That is absolutely true. Now, I'm not against yoga, quite the opposite. I do yoga almost daily as part of my own recovery. But you have to think of self-care like a bomb shelter in a war. The goal is to get out of the war zone to safety. That bomb shelter keeps you from further harm, but it does not solve what's really going wrong. The goal should never be to endure more. Now, recovery is not one thing. Um, it's many things that positively contribute to a recovery. So I want to share with you the high-level recovery plan as described by my current psychiatrist. And what he gave me is there are five pillars of recovery from burnout. So first one is medical care. The second is medication and drugs. The third is therapy. The fourth is social and family support. And finally, the fifth one is personal care. So the yoga advocates are absolutely not wrong. It's just simply not enough to recover. So let's jump into a little more on the five areas. The first critical element is medical care. So this means that you have to start with your primary care physician because stress affects your entire body. I was thinking of stress as a mind issue. And what I learned is that your mind is fully integrated with every single part of your body. A sickness in your mind will show physical symptoms in another part of you. And, you know, honestly, these connections are not easy to spot. Um, what I experienced a year before I burned out was that I started to develop a higher than normal blood pressure. And I had gone my entire adult life with an ideal kind of 120 over 80 blood pressure. But it became persistently uh, high sitting around 130 over 90, which was worrying but the truth was I was not able to see the connection between my stress level and heart health. I did talk to a doctor about it, but he also didn't see that connection as well um, and suggested that I exercise. So that, I mean, it's good advice, but that wasn't the root cause of, of what was going on. But you do need one person who's qualified who can draw the connections between your mental and your physical well-being. 
Your, your doctor also has a role to refer you to mental health specialists who can aid you in recovery, and they will probably be treating other health issues that are actually an outcome of being under so much stress. Uh, you will probably need treatment for other health problems, possibly, and uh, your primary care doctor will work with you on a complete picture of your health. So during the course of my treatment, they did blood work on me a couple of times, um, they were looking for a lot of things, but one of the things that they were looking for was deficiencies in my diet that were contributing to either low energy or actually the depression itself. And this includes things like iron, vitamin D and vitamin K. So my appetite was really, really low during the burnout recovery. And, um, what they started to see was that I was low in vitamin K and recommended that I take a, a, a supplement. Now here's something I think that you need to hear. Your doctor does care about you and wants you to be a well patient. So you can trust them um, and do what they're recommending. Talk to them about any concerns that you have and they can advise you. Uh, you know, it can be helpful to remember that, you know, your, your doctor went through a decade or more of education. They have years of firsthand experience. So unless you yourself are a doctor, they probably know more than you about this. Okay, let's jump into the second element, which is medication. So I know not all people are in favor of medication, and I totally respect that. There is still a lot of stigma attached to antidepressants. antidepressants. Um, you may feel like, as I, as I did, I was embarrassed about taking antidepressants. Um, but, you know, a medical professional is really the best person to help you make decisions in this area. And what my... Uh, what helped me make the decision was that my psychologist did share with me that the people who take antidepressant medication during a burnout for a period of around six months have better outcomes in recovery and fewer relapses. Um, now, I was so desperate to recover that I got over my objections about medication and, and did take the medication. So, and I have to say, it absolutely helped me. But keep in mind, it's not only antidepressants that are prescribed um, in these situations and during a burnout, most people in burnout also experience disordered sleeping. And so because rest and, and sleep are so fundamental to recovery and often sleep medication becomes recommended for you, but always talk to your doctor um, about any medication that you're taking and only take medication that's prescribed to you. Just, you know, make sure you tell your doctor everything that you're taking because part of the regimen will probably include supplements and nutritional supplements are also a really important part of your recovery. Okay, that's enough on drugs. So let's talk about therapy. This is a really big one. To recover from burnout, you must talk about it with somebody. Burnout is a mental health question, and that topic is so big that unpacking it here is not going to be a simple issue. Plus, it's also a really individual thing. If you put 10 people in the same environment and two of them burn out, you have to ask yourself, why didn't the other eight burn out? And what really is the difference between the two who burned out and the eight that did not become unwell in the same situation? How we respond in any situation 
is largely determined by our collective life experiences and specifically how we have survived challenging environments previously. So no two people are having the same experiences in their life. No two people survive in the same manner. So how we're responding to stress is 100% unique to us as individuals. So burnout becomes this purely individualistic experience triggered by challenging environments. In the early stages of my burnout, I had read a few topics um, or a few books on this topic, and they started out discussing this fear cycle and our response to it. And you'd probably recognize this as the fight or flight response. And I just remember thinking, I'm really not getting chased by an apex predator. This information really doesn't help me. The stress that we face as executives includes things like difficult financial targets, emotional bosses, and sometimes politically difficult meetings. So I really felt like my life was not in danger at work. I actually wasn't really even worried about being fired. Most of the time, I simply felt really frustrated at work. And over time, that frustration led to a burnout. I really cared a lot about the people uh, who I worked with and also about my job. I was a very engaged employee. So as it turns out, that made me quite susceptible to burnout. If I had not cared so much, everything that was happening would probably not have bothered me so much. So, I mean, it's not disengaged employees who are on stress leave. It's the ones who care a lot. What I've learned through some really excellent therapy was that I was basically responding to a challenging work environment in the exact same way I'd learned to survive in my childhood. And uh, I can still remember the day my therapist asked me if I wanted to discuss my childhood. And I think I said something like, oh, no, I'm really bored about talking about that. Well, guess what? Now I have a good understanding of how a six-year-old version of me shows up under pressure. But, you know, this is a big topic that we can unpack later. The fourth area of your recovery is social and family support. The first week I was on leave, the head of health and wellness made a remark to me about how stress usually uh, ends marriage. Stress leaves usually end marriages, and really that stopped me in my tracks. A burnout is very hard on a family. What helped me is that I thought of my situation as a family illness. And what that meant was that everybody was going to need treatment. This topic deserves a lot of time. So I want to put another podcast together on this one by itself. My husband went through a burnout himself about, I think, nine years prior to mine. And he really did understand what I was experiencing and was a fantastic source of support. When he went through his own mental health crisis, I, I have to admit I really did not understand what he was going through. And I have to also admit that I wasn't as helpful. But even with that previous experience, James needed his own therapy and support structure to help me during mine. Now, I've tried to live my life without secrets, but this was a really difficult one. Who do you actually tell that you're going through a burnout? Um, I, I was really worried about the consequences of being too honest. Mental health still has a lot of stigma attached to it. I was worried, I was worried about what people were going to think about me. 
but I was actually pleasantly surprised by the support that I received. At one point, I remember saying that my circle had closed ranks on me uh, with love. And I have to say, I feel totally supported during this recovery. You know, not everybody understands how burnout works, and I sometimes get strange questions, but they've been all very supportive of me. And, you know, that's at the end of the day is what really matters. I also have children. They're all adults. None of them live at home. So my, comp my situation was much less complicated by not having children at home. Um, we are a very close family and actually very open with each other. I made the decision to be honest with them about um, the mental health challenge I was facing. And so what I did was I created a, a WhatsApp group and gave them a weekly update on my health. Now, my goal was not to put the burden of my illness on the kids, but rather to ensure that they heard everything directly from me, how I was doing. There's nothing worse than a sort of like, almost like a gossip chain in your own family and people feeling like they're not in the know. It was also really important for me to normalize mental health issues. Of my four kids, three of them have had a mental health challenge. So I think they deserve to know that they were not the only ones who go through it. So mostly I just shared what I was doing to, um, to recover, which included a lot of art. The group I created ended up having a lot of uh, paintings, pictures of paintings, and jokes about staying away from sharp objects. I didn't talk that much about the really dark days because I didn't want them to be scared for me. So that was, you know, there were areas that I didn't go into with them. My extended family was great. It was really hard to tell them what was happening to me. Um, but on the whole, they understood and were helpful. Uh, I also made the decision to be honest with my close friends. But what I have to say is the most important message about who you de decide to tell is this. Um, you'll be surprised. First of all, you'll be surprised by the support that you're given. Um, and it also gives you someone to talk to about the struggle. Um, it doesn't have to be a deep conversation. Just having someone that you can message and say, you know, today is not a good day. That somehow does make you feel better. And people really want to help. Your friends and family absolutely do care about you. So let them love you while you're unwell. All right, let's get into the last topic, the fun topic, which is self-care. Well, you've seen the doctor this month. You took your meds this morning. You cried it out at your therapist this week. Your spouse hugged you before they left for work. And now this is what you have to do with the rest of your day while you're in recovery. This is all the stuff that's going to make you feel better. I first have to say none of this is fluff. This is stuff that is well supported with research on what actually helps people recover from burnout. Exercise, breathing, laughter, and creativity. So whatever you do here, it should just feel good. Just so you know, yoga can do all this stuff in one session, which is kind of ironic, which is why I think it's so often recommended as the course of recovery. Um, so, so do yoga as part of your recovery if that works for you. Now, what did I do? I am an artist, um, and I spent most of my days working out my emotions through painting. I also went golfing with my husband quite a bit during the summer. And there were at least two occasions where I was on a tee-off box in tears thinking about my situation. But I wiped my nose and hit the ball until the tears stopped. 
It is worth noting that some activities will be more beneficial than others. The most impactful thing that you can do in your recovery under the topic of self-care is, is exercise. And studies have really shown that if you do 30 minutes a day, three times per week, it's really all you need. Um, so it's not a huge investment to do, but I know during a burnout that might be overwhelming. And it actually doesn't matter what you do for exercise. So just do something that gets you active. But I have to say self-care is really a critical part of your burnout recovery. So spend your days doing whatever brings you joy, boosts your mood, and facilitates your burnout recovery. Okay, that was the, the five things. So the five things recommended by my psychiatrist to recover from burnout, seek medical care, medication and drugs, therapy, family and social support, and of course, self-care. It is a good formula, I have to say, um, but what I want to get into in the next podcast are the phases of burnout. So let's leave with these uh, closing thoughts. Right now, you might be feeling really overwhelmed by this, and I want to say to you, don't be. Burnout's just a huge topic, and it's going to take a lot of time to understand your own burnout and to find the solutions that help you to make a full and total recovery. Today's topic that I've covered is just a toe dip into a, an ocean, but it's also a recording that you can play over again. But I hope that what I shared with you today made you hungry for more. If you are waiting for a miracle recovery, you are not alone. Every single day of my burnout recovery, I was asking the same question. When am I going to get better? I'm still asking that question. Um, but it was often a surprise to wake up day after day and say to myself, yep, no miracle today. As of today, I am still recovering and on the path to becoming an even better version of myself. And really, that is the miracle in process. So you are the miracle in progress. Now that I'm well into a, a stage of rehabilitation, I often think about what I would have done differently in the beginning. And if you are in the early part of burnout, I can imagine you're probably wondering what the most valuable action you can take to start your journey to a full recovery. So I'll give you this. Right now, you need to do two things. Rest and disconnect from the source of your stress. Surrender to the exhaustion. Turn off your phone quiet your mind, get into your pajamas, lie down, and let your body and mind rest. If you can do just that, it's going to be enough for now. Okay, that's it from me. Uh, I look forward to sharing with you more on the next podcast. So until next time. Right now, you might be waiting for a miracle. And I just want to remind you that you are the miracle. <laughs>